Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, my guest is Caitlin Bristow, host of the Off the Vine podcast. We're talking about relationships, dating, communication, and the power of being present. Topics include why embracing your authentic self and everything you do will help build your confidence in and out of the bedroom. Learning to trust your gut, especially when it comes to experiencing true arousal and attraction. And another vote for couples therapy in any stage of a relationship and why it truly works. How scheduling downtime with your partner will enhance intimacy. And I'll share with you the best pickup line I've heard in a long time. And I don't even believe in pickup lines. All this and more. Thanks for listening. Tell me if you can relate to this. You pledge to get back into a workout routine. You make a really solid plan. You sign up for classes and you're really good for a few days. And then time becomes your enemy. You have to work late. You can't get up in the morning. So you completely blow it off. You make excuses and you promise that you'll definitely do it tomorrow. Well, I've done that more times than I care to admit. But since I signed up with Beachbody on demand last year, time no longer an issue. Because like I had this feeling that I needed at least an hour to get out the door, get to the gym. So when I only had 30 minutes, I would do nothing. So what I love about Beachbody on demand is that I can sort workouts by time. And I found programs that actually work for me. So I can mix it up. I can do the programs whenever I want at morning or at night. And all I need to do is open my laptop or launch the app on my phone. So I've been working my way through their a little obsessed workout, and I'm not going to lie, it's hard, but I'm definitely feeling it. Now I'm adding in some stretching to balance it all out. The Beachbody Yoga Studio classes allow me to create my own experience based on the time I have and what I want to work on. So my favorites right now, Lower Body with Kaylee Lissa and Yoga Flex 10-Minute Trainer. I'm loving the lower body routine. I'm finding I have a lot more strength and balance. And the Yoga Flex 10-Minute Program Come on, if I can't find 10 minutes to stretch, then I have bigger problems, which is why I've built this into my weekly routine. So don't make time your enemy, especially when it comes to your workouts. Beach Body On Demand works with your schedule and you can start it this second. You can also try it for free. Just text EMILY to 303030 to get full access to the entire platform. Again, text EMILY to 303030 right now. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out our website, sexwithemily.com, which is awesome. Thank you for subscribing and commenting on iTunes. Thank you to this week's review on iTunes from the Life Hack Podcast. Hope you received this warm greeting from Buffalo, New York. I just got done listening to your podcast and wanted to encourage you by saying how much I appreciate your effort and attention to detail. Keep up the great work, my happy podcasting friend. So yeah, you guys, I read all your comments. I do. So we appreciate it when you subscribe and comment on iTunes. We also have a new contest. You know I love a healthy pelvic floor. It makes your orgasms more frequent, stronger, longer, and you get rid of those annoying sneeze and pee incidents. And just having a strong pelvic floor means a lot for your body overall. So this month, we're having a Kegels of Steel contest. But this contest is only for the vagina havers of the world. Sorry, penis people. We will have more contests for you. Because the prizes for this contest will help with your kegels and give you orgasms. From now until May 5th, we want to hear the top thing you've learned from listening to Sex with Emily and how you applied it to your sex life. What has it done for you? What information have you learned? What tip, what trick, which episode? We want to hear email feedback at sexwithemily.com with your submission. And we're going to pick two winners to get either an Apex by Pormois or a Wee Vibe Bloom. If you'd like a little inspiration for your contest submission, you can check out our sex hack videos on youtube.com slash sex with Emily and also subscribe to those. We'll be doing a lot more videos. Please join me on social media because it's fun and it's a party. It's at sex with Emily, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. However you get in touch with me, 
I absolutely love hearing from you and read all of your comments. And finally, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I love this interview that I did with Caitlin Bristow over Skype. Let me know what you think of the show. I had so much yeah. fun on your show and your listeners are awesome. They've oh, been like, they? oh my gosh, they yes, love you. Yes, they love you. And they've yeah. been like reaching really. I mean, it was amazing. We got like 16 emails. We're like, oh my God, I heard you and sex and let's oh, talk. And yeah, it was really fun. And I loved meeting you too. I had a blast oh, good. on I your know, show. It was such a good time. It was. It was a really good show. It was fun. How yes. often are you um here in LA? Are you, you're mostly in uh, Nashville, right? I'm, I'm like always in Nashville, but um, like randomly come out there once in a while. But I was wondering about that. I'm like, do you guys want to live here at some point or do you love, do you like Nashville? Um, no, I think we're pretty set on uh, Nashville. I go back and forth because I really want to move back to Canada at some point. Oh. Like, I feel like that's where I want to raise kids. So, um, but we're loving Nashville right now. Okay, good. I haven't been, but that's like the place to be right now. So then oh I'll gosh, just come you're, visit you. are missing you. out. I know. I can't believe I, yeah. I've never been, but it's been yeah. on, it, it's been on the list. I actually watched a TED talk that you did, which I love, like yes. right after you were on The Bachelorette, so much has happened to you since then. And I love some of the things in there. And you said, you'd rather be hated for who you are than loved for someone you're not. Yes. And you've lived that. Like you really do live that authentically being you. I don't care what anyone thinks. Like here I am with makeup, without makeup. Here's what I go through. And yeah, I try. Like, I've tried to live by that for a long time. I wish I could take credit for that quote, but it was actually Kurt Cobain, of all people. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You don't have, yeah, right. Thank you. I, we appreciate that. The world yeah. appreciates that you're so honest about it. I think it's a, just a very mature, evolved, like, you know, a very young soul thing to say, to know at that point in your life that even going on The Bachelorette where you're like, I, this is who I'm going to be. And that's, I am yeah, fully myself. It took me a while to get there. Like in my younger 20s, I, it was exhausting. I was always just trying to like fit in. And I always want, wanted to be like, oh, I'm one of the guys. And I always wanted to have like dude friends all the time. And I, it was just exhausting because I kept like trying to be someone that I wasn't. And then I heard that quote and I was like, I need to live by that. And yeah. it, it really, it was exhausting before that. And it's, it's just a, a good way to live. It is a good way to live. So when you went on The Bachelor, you were living in Canada. And what were you doing yeah. before? all of this? Um, so many things. So I actually, um, was, I was kind of like volunteering my time with my girlfriend, Erin Trelor, who does the raw beauty talks and has her, um, she's the founder of raw beauty and which is why I started real Instagram. So I was trying to just work with her company before I went on the show, just because, um, I was passionate about it and I loved what she was doing. So I was, I was doing that with some of my time. I also was teaching spin classes. Um, I was also working for a restaurant out in uh, Canada called Cactus Club, where I was just helping um, train servers and bartenders. And I was doing some managing and I was just kind of doing everything, doing it all. Okay. And that same talk, you were like, oh, I was because he said to you, the interviewer, he was like, oh, so were you on there? Like, did you really think you would find love? Or were you on here like to build your brand? And you're like, well, I came on to build a brand, but I ended up finding love and you built a brand. So I was curious going on there, like, did you always know that you had this talent? You're so funny. You have great timing, great comedic timing. You can talk to anybody about anything. People like love you. Like wherever I'm going, they're like, oh my God, Caitlin, she was the fun one. Yes, I watched her. She was my favorite, you know? So it's like, did you know that before you went on The Bachelorette? You're like, I know I'm great, but now I'm really awesome. Or like, what was that process like? (laughs) It's so funny because I remember talking to one of my best friend's um, husbands and I was like, can't I just go on TV one time and have people know who I am so I can just like build some sort of like empire and just like not work that hard for it? And he was like, you can't do that. And then I went on The Bachelor and he was like, oh, you would. Just because I don't know, like since I was a, um, I, I don't not how old like I was a little girl I always was such a performer and I always had a big personality and I always knew I wanted to do something bigger than just you know like stay in my small town and nothing against those people but just I just always thought of myself doing something big and so when the opportunity came to me to be on the show I was kind of like oh this could be my chance to either a make a complete ass of myself or b build myself a pretty solid brand right and, and you did that and have right. a voice right. yeah what have you learned about like dating since then like what would you say about the whole romance and love process from being um, on the show well, 
I found out I'm a bit of a chameleon where I'll just like kind of adapt to whatever guy I was going on a date with. Like if it's, if they were really shy and quiet, I'd find myself being like kind of awkward. And then if they're really outgoing, I had like it was more myself. And um, if they were more romantic, then I all of a sudden was a huge romantic guy. And it was just so funny to experience that just because I don't know. I've only had like a few serious relationships, maybe two oh, okay. um, before this. So um, so, yeah, it was it was interesting to to watch like kind of an out of body experience watching myself date but you were happy guys. right but you were like when you watched it it was a um a fair portrayal of who you are yeah for the most part i mean i've been on the bachelor i was like wow i'm so lucky like they really showed who i was i didn't feel like i got a weird edit and because i've seen it where i know a couple of my girlfriends got like a pretty weird edit and we we're watching it being like oh i don't remember that and oh my gosh she wasn't like that at all and it was pretty fair so now you're doing your podcast off the mm-hmm. line, which is mm-hmm. uber successful. And you started just a few years ago, right? Like two years ago? No, Maybe. not even. It hasn't not even, even been a year. year. Dude, congratulations on all of that <laughs> success. And I loved being on and it was so fun. And I feel like we, we talked about um, the thing that we both love about podcasting is that you're so present. Like you're so in yes. the moment. And you're having this conversation. It's like, I'm not on my phone. I'm not distracted. Like, if I was distracted right now, you'd know instantly, right? So this yeah. is the one time where I can, like, have a real conversation. We can talk. And and do you feel like it's been like that for you, too? Like, do you love po- – what do you think about the whole podcasting world? And Yeah, that? that's – well, first of all, thank you for coming on my podcast because the Off the Vine listeners loved you. And everyone says that they've – it's the one podcast uh, – that I've put out that they've listened to more than once and they wow. just are finding it so important. Like their boyfriends are asking, hey, do you know any podcasts? And they're like, I immediately send them that one. <laughs> That's so nice. Well, thank you. I love to hear that. We talked, yes. we covered a lot. <laughs> we did. It was amazing. It was, I keep asking Sean if he's listened. He started to, I think he's going to the gym right now. I'll remind Ooh, him to tell listen him tomorrow. Too. That was my next, qu- <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that. But, um, but I, yeah, the, with podcasting, I just feel like it's, it's so, I, I don't know why, but from y- a young age, I've wanted to have my own radio show as well. Like I wanted to just be able to like sit in sweatpants and drink wine and have my own show. <laughs> right. And so I feel like I've just like, like you're doing that. that. You're doing at, it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's and awesome. I love it. I know. I was like, we can drink, we can hang out. So, so Sean hasn't listened yet, but I don't yeah. know. Was there anything that you hope that he listens to from there? <laughs> and, I can't, you know, what's so funny is that I did like eight podcasts when I was in LA in two days and I'm like I'm like I know we covered pretty much everything so I don't we even did. know if there's one thing specific I can think of that I want him to hear but probably but you everything. let me keep me posted and you were also worried that your mom was gonna listen but then we thought it would be a good idea but I don't remember <laughs> podcasts either this is my next question so you love doing podcasts I often don't like I listen to our interview I don't listen back to mine typically so I won't no, I listen to do. this one ever. you don't listen to yours either I was like I was no. there Okay, good. Me neither. I don't listen to mine. But I was like, people love my Off the Vine with Caitlin. I got to listen. So I just listened to like 30 minutes of it on the way here. And I was like, I don't remember talking to her about that. I was sober. I don't remember. There's a certain like podcast amnesia when you're really present and in the moment with someone, which is why I think it's such a it's such an amazing medium. But then oftentimes you do forget kind of what happens. That's like that's like one of my biggest problems is you know, you do so many podcasts and I don't know how many I have out at this moment, but I'm like, how often do I repeat myself and just say the same thing or make the same dumb joke or like think I'm being really funny, but I've already dropped that line before. And I'm right. like, how many times do I do that? Because I don't remember anything. Exactly. I know. I, I just repeat myself too, but right, it is like a blackout. <laughs> at least you can be like, I was drinking. Like for me, I'm like, yeah. I just don't know. I was there. I hope I gave you good advice. I swear oh, that, you, you know, Caitlin was there. So um, no. how was everything going since then? So you actually, you went on The Bachelorette success story. Yeah. You actually found love and built a brand. And now you guys are, you guys are really cute together. Like it seems like you are, you and Sean are, you're not, you know, you're engaged, but you're like, li- you're like building a life together. And yeah. you're really like, how has that been going from the dating and being on TV into now building your life? Like what yeah, have you learned about relationships? Yeah, it was a pretty yeah. smooth transition, which is funny because I think a lot of people were like, 
you know, even Sean's dad, I, I can remember him saying, you know, what happens when all the romantic dates are gone and the TVs are, the cameras are gone and blah, blah. And we're like, yeah, we can't wait for that. Like we're two very, um, like homebodies. We like to just like do very laid back things. We're laid back people. We like our weeks are like, Ooh, we go walk our dog and maybe go to the driving range. And, you know, we, we, we like the normalcy of being off TV, and I think that helped build our relationship into what it is because um, it's very easy to say yes to everything after the show, and there's all these opportunities and money, and everything just seems so lavish after you come off the show and, and, and what people ask you to do. So I think it was really cool that we both kind of took a step back, and we wanted to just be completely normal. We didn't want to go back on TV and we wanted to just get to know each other and be normal and I think that really helped us that really does help I think that's very again like a very mature good decision because people really liked you You could have kept going on and doing other shows but you guys have really been working on it were there any surprises though like when you got off the show like or any good stories about because I can't imagine just dating someone on TV and then you're like okay but wait this didn't come up like you didn't tell me that you whatever like playing darts loudly until 5am I don't even know where that came from darts my friends in a dart <laughs> league so my friends in a dart league right now and I didn't even know they had those but really like was there anything you're like whoa whoa or you know that you like the moments where you're like you did not say that um I always try and think because that is a question that people always want to know like what what surprised you after the show of you know you barely know the person and um I always say like to me I think I expected Sean to be this like I'm like he's too good looking he's like living in Nashville he's got all these friends he goes out with I'm like there's no way he's not like this playboy and I kind of was like waiting for him to be you know because he, he just seemed too good to me and I think the biggest surprise was that he was actually just such a normal guy just such a good human and just wasn't shady at all and I kind of expected him to be that's so good right thank god he's not shady what about I when, know. You, when you for he seems like such a great guy like both of you like was there that love at first sight thing or was it a the slow build did you think you'd no, end up with him no it definitely was not a slow build in fact I kind of wish it would have been because it would have made um my life easier <laughs> because <laughs> I was too obvious so right from the get-go I mean he walked out of the limo and I I never knew I had a type and then I met him and I was like oh I have a type he's totally my type uh. and it was pretty instantaneous like I remember like holding his hand in that moment being like whoa and it was just like the way he presented himself the way he spoke the way he thanked the limo driver when he got out like he you could just tell he was a gentleman right. and the way he smelled like everything I was like oh this is like I'm immediately attracted to him and I even said like I've never felt love at first sight until that moment. Ah. And I just was like hoping the whole time that it would stay that way. And, and I made the mistake of telling producers, you know, like, oh, my gosh, game over. He's the one. Because then they need to make a TV they show. Do, so right. They hard. <laughs> I was. On, yeah, they do. Right. They're mm -hmm. the worst. I was on a reality show like oh. on Bravo like five years ago. I did one, a season of the show called Misadvised and they were like so me like to me I had no idea I was so naive I didn't know I would tell them the truth about something I and they'd know. be like you want to be the sex expert that doesn't have sex you must sleep with this guy right now Emily I'm like yeah, oh, I, yeah. I don't I'm not you're not gonna force me to sleep with them speaking of sleeping <laughs> with though when I was now I'm like ah now I really don't care because what I love also about you one of your interviews was said that you actually slept with you slept with two people right when you were on was it when you were on the on the on your well, on your bachelor, right? Yes, but also it's a very edited. I get that, <laughs> but here's the point. Even if you didn't, what I love this is what I love right. is what they said. Why you're like I felt like it. You're like if it was a guy who slept with three girls, the, they they wouldn't have been like, why did you do it? You know. And yes, I, I know, know you felt bad, and there was like emotions around it. But you're like I felt like it. Like you're so yourself, and that's why women. You know, if you feel like it sometimes in your heart, why not? Like you're like, Cut. I n I never understand that. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like I, I mean, it's 2000, what it, whatever year it was at the time. I'm like, it's 2016. Right. Like, Dana's come on, people. Brave. Right, exactly. That was brave. I thought. Yeah, because I'm like, not. I well, you would know if I like. I just can't. I can't lie either. Right. <laughs> I'm a terrible liar. So. You know, you said you've been in a few relationships. Obviously, you're, this is your most serious. Mm -hmm. like, what, what have you What have you learned about relationships and being together? You know what I will say, and we're very honest and open about this, is that it's the first relationship that I've been in that we go to counseling. 
And I think that has been one of the most important things we've done just because we came out of like such a weird world that nobody right. can really relate to. And, and it's really challenging um, and things were really hard. And so we decided, well, first of all, we thought the show should provide therapy for Absolutely. any couple. <laughs> like a year's yeah, worth of you guys win. Right. No, that's so healthy, Caitlin. I'm so glad do you yeah. s- if you that you're sharing that because I think every couple needs it. And especially, I'm sure, no, coming yeah. off the, a television show. God, good for you. Yeah, it's it's one of the best things that we've done. And, and we learn so much about, like, how we communicate and, you know, what presses our buttons and where our insecurities stem from and how we can speak to each other out of, like, fear, but also compassion instead of being accusatory or instead of being... Um, attacking or just like we, we've just tried to really learn how to speak to each other and it's made such a difference in our relationship about how to communicate yeah because we're not yeah. taught how to communicate when we're kids like no one tells us that's really healthy no. i'm so like that warms my heart are you guys still <laughs> going do you still go once a week or um, once? We, sometimes we just go like sometimes it'll be once a month sometimes we go once a week um i try and go by myself also like every few weeks just it's i just find it like well, I mean, I was going to say therapeutic, but does therapy. <laughs> it's the best. Do you talk about it on your podcast as well? Yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I don't like go into it, but I know that, that you go like, to therapy. I just think it's because yeah. you're such a good role model. I'm sure you have, you know, you have so many listeners and so many like girls, I think, who look up to you. And I just feel like yeah, I'm always be ashamed all, of that. I know we all need it at different points in our life. Sometimes I more agree. than others. So I think that's really healthy. Speaking of being a role model, the role model that you are. Is that with the Me Too movement and the Bachelorette, you were saying, well, I'm not even sure, like, is it kind of antiquated right now? Like, would you want, yeah, to, yeah what do you think? I don't, I, I always go back and forth just because, I mean, people also ask me, like, you know, oh, how did you feel about two Bachelorettes um, on your season and the men had to decide? I'm like, well, I mean, I was, I came off, I mean, I didn't like it and I think it's wrong, but I also came off the bachelor where 25 women are being pit against each other for one man. Like where's, where do you draw the line on what's weird? And, and like, it's just, you know, like everybody's getting more comfortable with the format of the show. And at the beginning, like I'm sure people were just, I mean, beside themselves that one guy was going to date all these girls, but now people are like, it's so normal to watch that show. And I don't know, I just go back and forth just because it is such an entertaining show. And it's, you know, how I got um, to be where I am for the most part. And so I don't know. I, yeah, it's, it's just, right. I I don't even know. I know. Like if people ask you for advice and stuff like that, people still think like it's this fairy tale, but you're so honest about it. So you just happen to be the one that worked and you're working on your relationship, which I love. So, and also talk to me about, I know you mentioned also that you were, um, that you don't take birth control because hormones, no. like the hormones make you go crazy, which I think, again, that's another, such an important topic because so many women, I, I just went on them. My doctor was like, you're having sex, I go on the pill when I was yeah. like 18, 19 yeah. and no one tells you all the side effects. Like what happened? How did you know? And like, Okay, so that was the same for me because nobody, it was just like, oh, you start having sex, like you go on birth control pills and that's just like nobody really knows any better. It's just like, that's the right thing to do. And yeah, I didn't, I was never told about side effects or what hormones can actually do to your body or your mind. Like I, I was just so clueless. So I actually, I don't even know why I went off of them. I think I was like serving at the time and so poor. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend money on birth control anymore. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I totally made those decisions. Exactly. And then, um, going, and then I went back on like a couple of years later and I realized that it was, I was like, oh my gosh, my moods are so different. And, um, one of my girlfriend's dad was, um, a doctor, a gynecologist and like started, I started being a little more knowledgeable on the hormones and what it can do. And I just didn't feel comfortable putting that in me. We are going to take a quick break. Give a shout out to our sponsors. Thanks for supporting them. We'll be right back. The other day, my friends at Adam and Eve called to ask me if I wanted to give away free vibrators to my audience. I said no. I'm kidding. Of course I said yes, but only for a very limited time when you use code EMILY at adamandeve.com. They're going to send you a free pocket rocket with your order. Pocket rockets are great little vibrators. They're perfect for clitoral stimulation alone or with a partner. They're super easy to use and compact enough to stash anywhere. Oh, on top of the free pocket rocket, 
Adam and Eve will also chop 50% off the price of almost any single item and ship the whole order for free. To get in on this deal, just go to adamandeve.com and enter code EMILY at checkout. I suggest you do it before they realize just how many of you are out there. Jamie, thanks for joining me for this important announcement. I'm excited to be here for it. Really excited. Really, though, like actually. No, actually, we're excited because we are here to talk to you about System Joe's Warm and Buzzy Clitoral Stimulant. And I thought for a great, you know, to really give you guys a review, we should do it in real time. So we just both put it on our clitorises, not together. I mean, separately. Separately. But. warm and buzzy and feels good. I get it. It's warm. It's like, it feels so good. No, it does. It's like, I'm. We're just sitting here, but we're just like, we've been going through this range of different emotions. We're just like, ooh, that's warm. Like, oh, there's a tingle. Like, ooh, now there's a little buzzy and a tingle. Like, it's it actually is like making me want to go home and have sex or or have sex. No, me too. I'm going to leave. I'm still going to leave. I wasn't (laughs) feeling great. Now I'm really awake. But this warm and buzzy, it's kind of like foreplay for your clitoris. Like, it gets me all turned on and warm and buzzy because there's... 8,000 nerve endings. I don't know why a clitoral stimulant hasn't been made before. It makes so much sense. Maybe it has, but I never heard of it. I've used Warm and Buzzy before actually with a toy and it like it gives that little extra oomph. It really does. Like extra vibrations. But the cool thing is that like System Joe has a range of different clitoral stimulants. So you can like have a cold one or a super cold one or a really hot one yeah. or one like just that just has the tingle, not like the different temperatures if you're too sensitive. Yeah, you just want to tingle without the temperature. It's really, you guys, this is like, this gets you ready. I always say you're so disconnected from your clitoris. A lot of us are disconnected from our vaginas. Use this and I'm so connected. I've never been so connected. I feel connected to yours as well. That's the power of it, Jamie. I know, right? I feel yeah. like we we just became like clit, <laughs> clit sisters. <laughs> well, anyways, but Emily, how can everyone else get this? Do you want clit stimming gel? It's amazing, you guys. Okay, System Joe's stimulating formulas. You can find it at sexwithemily.com slash joe. That's sexwithemily.com slash J-O. Funny story and side note is <laughs> I just talked to a hormone specialist like a few weeks ago, and I was like, you know, I've, I'm getting this like weird line under my eye, and it's somebody has told me it's hormones and um, my hair is thinning and I want it to be thicker again. And I'm like, I cry over like a peanut butter commercial, like something's wrong with me. And so this specialist put me on some, um, like some really heavy duty hormone meds. And I don't know why I wasn't thinking about what that could do to me, but I mean, three weeks into it, which happened to be like five days ago, I was a mess and I was so depressed and I was crying at anything, like was like everything. I was just my, my, I had mood swings. I was overreacting to everything. I was feeling so depressed. I like didn't want to get out of bed. I was feeling dizzy and I was like, what's wrong with me? And then I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. The hormones again. It's true. Was it for your skin or something? Is that why that you said you had like a line or they just, cause I know a lot of women I know take it. I was just being crazy. Right. No, right. No, I, Uh, they, I get it. And I love that you're, this means that you're someone who's very in touch with yourself, in touch with your moods. Like I, I was 20 in college, 21. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm just crazy now, you know? And then I was on it for 10 years and didn't know that's what made me crazy. So you, you were on natural birth control or you were just pull out method. Were you doing anything else? (laughs) I've done a little of both, but um, we try and do protected in some way, but you know what? I will not be upset if I get pregnant. So we're not, we're not, um, we we both really want kids and we're like, Hey, if it happens, like I'll be pretty excited actually. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's like time or like if you're ready. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be that person who's like, when you're getting married and when you're having kids, because I'm sure everybody (laughs) asks you that. I think you guys are awesome and you seem super happy and I love watching you. I also want to ask about freezing your eggs. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Tell me. The best decision of my life. Okay. Tell. Um, Everyone. I mean, I think if you could do it, it's for a lot of women, it takes a lot of the pressure and the stress off. Yeah. I mean, there's 
so many like so Whitney who was on The Bachelor with me um, she ended up getting engaged to the guy who was The Bachelor but they obviously are not together anymore and she's married to the best man ever now Um, so she's a fertility nurse and so she that's what she um, does is she helps women freeze their eggs and works at this clinic called OVA um, which is where I went through to get it done and basically like you know, your body as, as a woman is, is meant to have babies at like 19. Like that's when you are the most fertile. That's when you, your eggs are the youngest. And like, that's just, you know, back in the day, people used to have babies at that age. And now, um, you know, there are women out there who want to travel more. They want to get to know themselves more. They want to, they're career women and they're driven and they, they're not ready to have kids yet. And so it's just incredible that there's this option. But, um, so basically I was like, I don't know at that time when I did it, I think it was two years ago now. Um, I I wasn't sure when we were going to try or even if, you know, I didn't know if I could get pregnant. I, you know, never experienced that. So, um, basically it's just like, I mean, Whitney, Whitney calls it the best backup plan and it's Truly. just like insurance in, insurance for like a lifetime. And yeah. there's, there's obviously no guarantees, but you go in and, and it's quite a process. And it is, but weren't there hormones involved with that? Do you think, like, oh, did you, yeah. <laughs> did you like cry? I mean, I'm, I can only imagine they're pumping oh, yeah. your stuff, but I'm sure they removed yeah. lots of it healthy It was eggs. intense, yeah. very intense and a lot of ups and downs. And I had to be in Chicago, but. I mean, bigger picture, it was really a short amount of time. And you have to give yourself needles in the stomach. And at first, I was like, no chance. There's no way I'm going to be able to do it. And Sean would do it for me. But then after a while, it was like like drinking water. Like, you just did it. And you just get through the hormones. It's not that long. The the procedure is so quick. I was like in and out in 15 minutes. Really? But the prep time, the prep time is a while. I mean, like, how long? The prep time is a while. Right. But now you know. You have them. But I'm... You have them yeah. if you need them. Yes. And, you can and sell was, them. It, I don't know. <laughs> you can. You can. I mean, you can donate them to research. You could. Totally. I always think like one of my best friends from Vancouver is gay. And if he ever like, you know, if I had kids and I still had my eggs and he wanted to have kids, like I would definitely think about doing that for him. And there's just. No, no. It's, it's like one less thing to worry about. Like when you do take preventative things, you're like, I don't have to worry about that for another year. But these are your yeah, friggin yeah. eggs having babies like it, you're, you are safe. Um, and you went through all of that. What I love is that you also, you're, you are, like I said, we opened up with a Kirk Cobain comment that you did not steal, that you did attribute to him, but that <laughs> yeah. you are truly continue to be authentically yourself and that you decided, I think you said it was after me too, but you've always been this way, posting pictures that are very like, I have no makeup on or here's mm-hmm. my cellulite or without, mm-hmm. you know, you said the first night you were, when you started when you guys got together with Sean, you were like, oh yeah, sometimes I, you're like, I wear a retainer and I'm taking out my extensions. <laughs> yeah. And so how do you, so you're, you're very confident, obviously we all have insecurities, but what has that experience been like of being like, I'm being totally myself, not only on TV, but now on my Instagram, which in a way is even more, a bigger risk than being on TV where it's sort of out there and you can't control it. Like Instagram is so, so now so present, you get immediate yeah. feedback. Um, what have you learned I about yourself? Find that? It's, yeah. I, I find it so liberating right? <laughs> just because I'm like, I'm sick of, of scrolling Instagram and seeing perfection at all times. Like I'm sick of turning on the, like I used to like watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show and now I'm like boring, like <laughs> show us some real, like, you know, like I, I'm nothing against their bodies cause they're beautiful, but I'm like, show us all different kinds of bodies, you know, right. like it's always the same thing every time. And I just, I want people to scroll and be like, Oh, that was a breath of fresh air. Like, but still like, mix in some, you know, like I'm obviously going to still put filters on things and I still like having pretty photos, but just like a little refresh of like, oh yeah, okay, real life. Um, Instagram isn't real life all the time. It's just the highlight reel and it's just the best feeling because it's the same thing as that quote from Kurt Cobain. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's exhausting to just try and be someone that you're not at all times just to impress a buttload of people on the internet. Like it's just not healthy. No, you're right. It's really smart. I mean, I think that that's um, very real and you're, you have so many listeners that are so like, like loyal to you. Do they ask you questions about it or have they been inspired by you? Like, what do you hear from your listeners a lot? Like I know that they're, they're rabid fans. Yeah, I honestly, I just sometimes, again, you'll believe this because I always talk about how much I cry, but I'll just like read emails or direct messages um, of how it's helped 
people be like my podcast or my Instagram has helped girls just be more of themselves and be confident with who they are. If they're, you know, if they're a little more outgoing and crazy, they own it. If they're a little more shy, that's just who they are and their body types. And, and it's just like that. It's, it's the majority of the reason why I love what I do is just because of the response I get from so many women. That's the most rewarding. Yeah, it really is. And it's just like, again, like I think I was starting to get affected myself from Instagram and seeing all the perfection that I had to kind of give my head a shake and be like, wait, what this is like, this is exactly what I want to preach that that's not real. And why am I letting it affect me? And then that's what really inspired me to start being raw and real with everybody just continue that from the show to Instagram to my online presence, just being, you know, true to who I am and, and inspiring others because yeah. the stories that I hear from people just there, it's like kind of stories like, like, but like bullying or people who don't feel great about themselves. Like what really sticks are like probably today you got one. So what's like something that recently really kind of stuck yeah, out? I should have taken a screenshot cause I did read one today where I was like, wow. Um, yeah. Um, both, people that have dealt with bullying their whole life um, or just girls who are have been uncomfortable in their body type because of what they see on um, the internet at all times and just being more confident with who they are and just uh, so many I wish I took a screenshot because it was this one girl she was I think she was like 18 years old and and she was just telling me that um, she actually found this guy and who treats her like gold and she'd only had one other relationship her whole life, but he was terrible to her. And she found this guy because she's actually just being comfortable and, and who she is that this guy, she's like, I know he loves me for me Mm -hmm. because I'm being completely myself. And it's so comforting to know that. And he embraces things about me and I've attracted the right people in my life because of listening to your podcast. And that's so good. That's what I think. Yeah. I think it's such a good message. Even, yeah. Like I look at all the, you know, people who grew up thinking that they have to be perfect and they have to be everything and that it just, that they won't be loved. Well, they don't me. love themselves. I grew up thinking that, you know, I yeah, grew up in a too. dance studio oh, and dancing, you know, I tough. always, I would, I can remember just standing in a mirror and like, I don't think I had an ounce of body fat on me and I would pinch my stomach or I would look at the girls in the dance studio in the mirror and like compare myself to them. Like I always had the pretty girl roles in life too, you know, like a bartender. I was the golf cart, like beer cart girl. Right, or the right. bart- like I'm doing all these things that have kind of proven true. Like, Hey, look, yeah, that's, those are the things you're successful at because of your looks. And, um, so I've really put a lot of effort into changing that. Do you think it was, was it before the bachelor and being on the bachelor or was it through this process? Yeah, of just was, going, Cause like a before. lot of people don't ever get there. Right. Like, so I, I love that you had that moment of just, or this transition. Yeah. I think it was definitely before, um, just because I was working with, um, my girlfriend, Erin Trelore, who she started, she's the founder of rawbeautytalks.com where, um, she struggled her growing up as well, but, um, hers was, her case was a little more extreme. Like I would just, you know, like I'd kind of like pinch my stomach and move on and but she is very open and honest about having eating disorders and struggling um growing up and she said you know looking at magazines because we didn't have social media right back in back in our day but right. like we had magazines still and and the magazine covers are look great naked and how to get this body and it was still all the same just in on magazines and she always said if i had someone to look up to in media that had a different perspective on body image and who had a healthy mind and all these things like that probably could have helped me a lot. And so that's what her motive kind that's of is great. with raw beauty. Yeah. yeah. And so then I, I always wanted to be involved with that even before the show. So when I got off the show and I had this platform, I was like, Oh my gosh, we can like really change some people's lives with this movement. Yeah, it's so, it, it is so true. I Now I'm remembering like when my nieces were born, who's the oldest one is 18 now. My sister-in-law was like, we're not having any magazines in the house. I have three nieces, 18, 15, <laughs> yeah. 10. She's like, no magazines in the house. I'm like, okay, well, they'll probably still see them eventually at the grocery store. Now cut to like, in, you know, they've both been mm-hmm. on Instagram since they were like eight to 10, but you're right. That was, it was only the magazines and now it's everywhere. We talked a little about this on your show because I did listen to it again. What about sex? Like, do you get other sex questions from your listeners or were you taught? First of all, starting with you, were you taught anything about sex growing up? 
Um, yeah, I was, I mean, probably not as much as people should know, but definitely, uh, my parents were not shy about talking about it with me. I was not shy about talking. I'm still not like, I'm still not shy talking about it with my mom. There's just, I mean, there's a line, but, right, right. <laughs> um, I do think it was talked about in our household as a healthy thing. Right. That's good. That's healthy. That's mm-hmm. good. But I, I don't, I don't really and you're think can- Canadian. Like, Canadians are just nice. What? I feel like can- in Canada, oh, yeah, you guys just do things better, right? <laughs> Healthier. <laughs> I grew up in Michigan, so I was like, we would always go to, over to Canada. I'm like, they're so nice, Canadian yeah, people. They really are. And then did your listeners, have you been, um, do they ask you questions about this, like about sex? And like, I guess now um, after our podcast, you can say They do now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do now. And, and I think it's great. Yeah. I, they, I'm like, I just direct them to you. Right. Please do. Well, we'll we're going to have to do yeah. this again when you're when you're in L.A. Or we'll, I'll have to meet you. I'll Absolutely. come on your show again. I love it. So, hey, do you want to answer some questions for me? I have an email question for my listeners. And sure. Someone just actually asked me a question who heard me on your podcast. So I'm going to start with this oh, nice. question. Yeah, I'd love to get your help answering it. Hi, Dr. Emily. I just listened to you on Caitlin Bristow's Off the Vine podcast, and I love the conversation. I've been with my boyfriend for six months now. I would normally consider this the honeymoon phase, but I feel like our sex is already lacking. He lives an hour away, but stays over at least once during the week and once on the weekend. We have sex every two weeks, and I'd like it to be more frequent. When I first brought this up, he said he would try to initiate more, and he's just tired. Not much has changed since that conversation. When we are intimate, I feel like he rushes through it and doesn't really spend time considering my wants and needs. After listening to your episode, I've found the confidence to communicate this, but I'm struggling with how to effectively communicate what I want. What's the best time to bring something up like this? So she doesn't say her age. Most people we have, I think she's a new listener, so most people you guys know, Mm -hmm. we need your age and your location helps us. But six months, the sex is already lacking after six months. And she's done. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's (laughs) not a good sign because I feel like the first year you should be like going to town all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I say that too. Like if the sex is the problem in the beginning, that's not a good sign for it. Yeah. And well, think, is yeah. there other problems too? Like, I want to know, like, is it just with sex with her? Is it, is that the only problem or do they have like communication issues in other areas? Right. That's such or a good question. Qu- probably. Like, well, no, yeah. he's, we can't ask her. That's why I wish she could call in. I do call shows sometimes. He lives an hour away. He stays over once the week and once on the weekend. Um, I'm thinking they're probably not in the, in the same place and she wants to know the best way to bring it up. How do you guys bring, for example, mm-hmm. so the best time to bring it up, I think is when they're, in person or if they're FaceTiming because they're long distance. Don't bring it up in the bedroom. I always say do not talk about sex in the bedroom. Don't text him. But what about when you're having, like when you guys, when you and Sean are having an important conversation, not even about sex, but where do you, like do you think about it ahead of time? Do you prepare what you're going to say? It's just in the moment. Like what have you learned Um, in therapy about communicating? What can we teach her here? Jennifer. Um, I'm trying to think of like something that we do. Are you talking about sex again? Oh, Sean just walked Hi, in. Hi, Sean. Like, Are you talking Did about sex Did he listen to the podcast? <laughs> Tell him he can call. <laughs> yes. Um, wait, what was the question on? I know. Him? She had a lot of questions. Oh, good. Oh, the question about how you guys, what have you guys, what has been the most effective tool that you guys have learned um, in therapy about communicating about anything? If he'd like to talk about your sex life, he's welcome to, but no pressure. I think it's just just being honest if you're feeling something in, in the moment like like okay I'm, I mean there could be so many different scenarios here so I'm trying to think of one like um well for her sake this girl's asking about how does she can bring it up with her boyfriend about sex um they're not having it enough oh oh he rushes it okay he's rushing through it and doesn't spend time on her needs and her wants he's rushing no through foreplay. it and he doesn't spend time on her needs and they only see each other. He spends the night like once a week and once on the weekend. And she wants to like communicate to him like what's going on, but she doesn't know a good time to bring it up. Like obviously not. Yeah. Are they dating? Well, are they dating? Just it's up? No, they're dating. They've been together months, for six but it's months. kind of long distance, She's not what she long wants. distance. And he like, isn't like super into it. And he says he's tired <laughs> and it's only been six months. And it's long distance. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. 
Oh, Sean thinks she should just get out. She shouldn't yeah. even ask questions. Okay. Yeah. Well, but I think that's all, that, that's kind of the consensus here. Um, <laughs> Jennifer, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the thing is, if the sex isn't great at the beginning, it should still be the honeymoon phase at six months. And in the past, when I've had a lot of problems the first six months, not even with sex, but with anything, like if you're fighting more or you're having more discontent in six mm-hmm. months, that's, that, that's not a good sign for the relationship. So, and also when couples are together a really long time, well, the first thing, I, and their sex isn't going well, which we talked about on your show, can happen in most relationships. Your relation, your sex life is going to ebb and flow. But if you didn't have it at the beginning, there's nothing to go back to. You can't be like, remember, it was so yeah. great the first six months because it never was. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I would be like, but I mean, there, there's only one question and I would just ask why, like, why? Why are you not into this? Right. Yeah. No, yeah. that's good. I mean, I think that Jennifer, yeah, I know we're being harsh because she's probably like, but I love him and he's the one and we're like, dump him. So I yeah. think Jennifer, I think that, that you say, um, he's probably, maybe he's never had anyone talk to him about sex before. You can let him know. I think do a FaceTime call if it's long distance. And you said that you tried to talk to him once. Here's the thing about the sex talk. I say, is that you have to have it a few times. Like just because you mm-hmm. tell your partner something once even if it's sex or something, just a change in their behavior or something that you'd like for them, you need to say it a few times. It's not just you have a conversation once and it's done. So, and and yeah. don't yes. be accusatory. It'd be like, I just enjoy it so much. I would just like to know, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't be like, oh, gosh, why are you not doing this? Because then he'll be even he'll back off even more. And maybe exactly. he just doesn't feel confident enough. Right. That is such a good point. That is yeah. what I, exactly. It's always about... You never want to be like, why don't you ever blah, 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 because then they shut down and they're feeling blamed. So to say, like, I love the sex we're having. I miss you so much when we're not together. When you got here, I'd love to be having amazing sex and make out a lot. That's really hot when we do that. When you rush right through and don't turn me on, that doesn't feel as good. Yeah. I think we helped her with that one. Thank you. Jenny, 25, New York. Hi, Emily. I love your show, and it's inspired me to embrace my single status. However, I'd love advice on meeting new people. I'm a young, attractive female, and I like to go out and try new things and places. I feel like I don't get approached very often when I'm out. I think I'm friendly with meeting other people, but I also struggle with going up to cute guys and approaching them myself. Do you have any tips for flirting with strangers? Caitlin, um, you got to well, be good at this. Not not only because the bachelor bachelorette, but like you said, you're a waitress. You did all these things. Go for it. Yeah, I'm 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 a good flirt. But um, what I was thinking was her name has New York in it, and that might be part of her problem because it is n- impossible to meet guys there. And I feel like the guys just don't give anyone the time of day in New York, or they're just like I don't know. I've heard that from Andy Dorfman that she says that that it's tough to date in New York. So maybe that's part of her problem. Okay. Um, but what about but just, yeah. The, here's my advice. You <laughs> meet guys in line. New York though. See, you've never not met a guy wherever you go. I'm just going to say that. I don't yeah. believe in limitations in cities, but I know what you're, New York is challenging. Every is big city is challenging, but how do you just, and I think this is just innate to who you are, but how do you explain, you know, just kind of, well, she sounds like she's confident because she said, I'm young and I'm good looking. And I'm right. like, oh, yes, get it. Um, so I this is my <laughs> line. If I was single and which I have been and this is what I did, I would just I go right up to a guy and I just say good and you. And then he he's like, what? And you're like, good and you. <gasps> That's a good one. <laughs> That's so, so good. It They're like, wait, what? They're like, I know you wanted to ask me how I am. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god, dude! I don't even, I don't even know that I believe in pickup lines, but that's amazing. Like that's literally, yeah, I love it. And also, again, just being yourself. Like I feel yeah. like what I used to think about is if if you're nervous around guys, because there's a, I hear this from men too. They're like, I'm great with everybody, but when there's a hot girl or women say, I see this guy and I shut down. Think about who you are when you're with your best friends. When yeah. you are with your family, that comfortable you, I think we think that we can't be that person in public. And like what you're saying, Caitlin, through all the work you're doing, your podcast, your your presence is like be yourself wherever you are. Like just don't, so you don't have to like put up with lies. You don't have to try to remember who you need to be in certain situations. Just bring yourself into yes. every room you walk into. You will attract the right people, whether it's like a job, a career, a friendship, a relationship, you will just attract the right people into your life if you are just comfortable with being yourself. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's such good advice. And I think that um, the practice for this, for, for everyone listening, I think is 
now that you've heard this, the next time everyone's with, you're with your friends or you're hanging out, think about how you feel in your body, like that comfort. Like I know when I'm with my friends, I'm just like laughing my ass off a lot. I'm just, my feet are mm-hmm. kicked back. I, I don't ever think about second guess what I'm going to say. I just talk and they're my best friends yep. for life. And that's just think about where you're at, that presence, and then bring that into when you're out walking the streets of New York, Jenny, and you'll, exactly. you'll be able to channel that. Yes, Caitlin, thank you so much. This is this has been a blast. Thank I'm you. So oh my gosh, I meet. just I, I don't know if you just heard that, but I just um I, yeah. I was building a bed before you <gasps> called and I just like knocked over a bunch of poles and it made noises, so I apologize oh, for I did that. Hear, Sorry, but it audio. Like, no, we're it's all good. I love that you guys are building things together. The couple that builds together stays together. Oh no, I'm doing this all on my own. You are? <laughs> Dude, you're so badass. I love it. Well, have a glass of wine for me and build a good bed. And you're awesome. Caitlin Bristow, Off the Vine. What is there anything coming up that we need to know? Um, podcast, things you're excited about in life? Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's Tell so me many everything. things. <laughs> Tell me everything. Um, I don't know when yet, but I did put a little teaser out there on my Instagram story the other day of a song that I wrote and recorded. And I'm <gasps> going to be hopefully doing a lot more of that and putting some stuff out there. So just stay tuned on my Instagram for I that. I love that you're doing this. I know that you started out singing. You've always been singing, right? And dancing. But I love yes. you wrote a song. I didn't see this. Okay. I've wrote a few. I've wrote a few. Yeah. So it'll. Be, I think um, some stuff will be coming out shortly. Okay, good. So it's all at caitlinbristow.com k-a-i-t-l-y-n bristow b-r-i-s-t-o-w-e this is all gonna be in the show notes and thank you caitlin so much say hi to sean have a lovely night and i hope to see you soon in los angeles or maybe in nashville thank you so much for having me of course have a great night bye sweetie thanks Okay, guys, thanks for listening to the show. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Jamie, Jenny, our volunteers, Sarah and Shannon, producer Lark and Michael. And just thanks for being a part of the Sex with Emily family, finding us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere you listen to podcasts. And for subscribing to iTunes and reviewing it, you're all awesome. Was it good for you? Text Ask Emily to 797979. Here's a listener email I recently received, and let me tell you, it's not the only one of its kind. Hi, Emily. I'm a 38-year-old single mom who wants to get back on the dating scene, but I'm terrified. I've been dealing with bladder leakage and actually started wearing pads every day just to be safe. Between the leaking and the pads, I'm totally insecure about spontaneous intimacy with a new partner. How can I move past this? Well, first, let me tell you that she's not alone. It's actually estimated that 40 million women use pads every day for bladder leaks young, old, with, without kids. But let me tell you, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There are solutions though, and it's not just pads. The Apex by Pormois is an affordable device that uses gentle electrostimulation to create an extremely effective Kegel workout automatically. Not only does a strong pelvic floor help prevent the old sneeze and pee situation, it can increase the strength and frequency of your orgasms, which should also help make you want to get intimate again. Similar to the intensity that I've spoken about for years, the Apex delivers the same results without the rabbit vibrator functions, making it the perfect option for women who are sensitive to stimulation. To start using an Apex and stop relying on pads, visit pourmoi.com slash Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily.